welcome to Box Cutters episode 322. Don't play theatre sports with John, he's a blocker. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, John Richards. Hello, listener. To my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. If you're joining us for the first time, Box Cutters is all about television and everything that you think fits into that category. We have no guest donor in the studio. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it feels kind of empty. Empty because we usually like recently we've had a guest donor. We've had Brenna Corney Glazebrook. Neither, neither entity is Has here. She quit the third week. Third week in. I, I had thought she's she actually un- just... unwell, so we uh, we we hope she she gets better soon. I've offered to bring her soup. She's uh, declined. On this episode of Box Cutters, we are going to talk about the uh, the, the new sitcom from the US. Go on. Yeah, what's it called? Go on. No, I, I don't know. I'm asking you. You're asking me what? What the sitcom's called. Go on. No, I just did. I asked you what the sitcom was called. It's it's called... Look, go on. Yes! What? Go on. No, I don't know. I just asked you. And I told you. Go on. Yes! <laughs> See, Brett's got it. Several hours anyway, later. <laughs> so it's just a show. <laughs> the show is called... Quote, go on, end quote. That's the name of the show. The name of the show is, quote, go on, end quote. Parentheses, but, TV show. <laughs> no, that's the Wikipedia. Wikipedia. That's, that's, oh, you yeah. just, is. oh. If you leave the space out, it's called Goon. <laughs> oh. Makes me oh. thirsty. Anyway, this, so we're, we're talking about that. Yeah, we're talking about that show. It's got Harry Seacombe in it. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we, we've also, Brett, Brett has some tapes from the vault. <gasps> yes. Really? In our ongoing, uh, <laughs> our ongoing series of things. I'd forgotten about it. When you say ongoing, you never actually get around to doing this. Isn't this, this the first? This is the first time. <laughs> well, this actually, the the last episode of last year, I I had done the prep for it, and then we. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't. If you don't actually say them out loud, the words don't count, Brett. You have to you have to say them into the microphone. It got, got rolled into the series that we've had this year. <laughs> This never the first actually one. happened. <laughs> Which is this year, it was like I really thought, like every week, every second week, you were going to come into the studio, you'd have something else from the vault for us. For the new listeners, I just want to stress uh, Brett is a hoarder, and he's apparently under his bed, along with all the jars of urine, he's had hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of these VHS tapes, which he has taped no off air and never got around to watching. This is right, isn't it? This is the, the, well, the basic key idea stuff of Stuff that segment. I recorded off the TV and always meant to go back and, and catch from, up on. Yeah, yeah. from. Yeah, when from I, when the I had spare moments from when from, from the television from when VHS was cutting edge technology, so we'll we'll be we'll be exploring that. It was no, it was before I had a DVD player. <laughs> so you'll uh, you'll you'll take us to to something from the vault. Uh, we've got an I don't buy it. We have possibly some letters to box cut. Let's just say some people are angry. Really, with you though, aren't they? Pretty, pretty much me. We've got. <laughs> Hawk, although seemingly we've started that already. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. And now for the news. 
Foxtel has uh, secured the rights to all new HBO series and promises to show them as soon as one day after they air in the US. Mm-hmm. Which to me already seems too late, but what, what are you going to do? Within one day, though, that's in the state. Within one day is pretty I'm, good. I'm, like if, it's, yeah, if, if it airs on a Wednesday, which is what uh, Channel 7 was doing with Lost by the end. So Foxtel uh, is going to have access to all the new HBO shows as well as uh, older HBO shows, which mm-hmm. they'll start showing on Soho, which apparently is a channel that I have access to. That's uh, the one that they kicked off with the newsroom. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Is it exclusive? It is exclusive so to no Foxtel. one else can play. No so, one so else. So free, free-to-air free networks mean, just lose out on all that new potential material. Does that mean it's going to be an ongoing cloud strip kind of, uh, kind of fracas going, going on with HBO product coming out of the States that nobody without Foxtel is going to be able to watch it unless they wait for the DVD to come out or they drive more people to piracy. Well, there, 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 there is that. I think it's, I think it's, it's good for Foxtel. I think Foxtel is uh, is great for Foxtel. In, but is and also, they're going to sign up for it. They're in, they're investing. Well, that's, in, that's the in theory, though, isn't it, Brad? That's how it's meant to work. The idea yeah, is so that you're meant to go. You know, what, I want to see that show. I will, I will sign up for Foxtel. That, that, that is the business model. I it's presume not, it's not part of the basic package, is it? Well, the Soho stuff is. is so, uh, so older, the older episodes will be. Newsroom was on was on Soho. So Soho is is part of the basic package. Uh, the and, and we don't know what what new shows are going to be on uh, on Foxtel and where they're going to air, but it does mean that like, Game of Thrones Do you worry? will be on, on on Foxtel. And we're in the first story already, and we're going into you know into into theoring theoring and mm. discussing. Stop interfering with my television. Yay! Um, uh, there's been a couple of articles recently in in the Age, particularly uh, in the last month. That both are about how TV is dying, how everything in Australian television is rating basically one half of what they would expect it to be rating. Uh, people are now, commercial stations are winning their time slots of 500,000 viewers, which is a tiny number, you know, historically, mm-hmm. to be winning a 9.30 slot with. And they were saying the only things that kind of get big ratings in Australia are sports and reality programs, because scripted television... It's basically, you know, which is the stuff we talk about. We talk about scripted narrative, mostly on the show. That stuff is terrible to watch on television. You know, scripted television is now a terrible experience to try and watch on 7 or 9 or 10. Like, it's, you don't know if they're going to play all the episodes. You don't know if they'll move them around. You know, the ads will be in really random places. So people are either going to DVD, they're going to buying them, or they're going to piracy. Correct. I just kind of wonder if all the good stuff, which we kind of think of HBO as being heads off to cable whether we are now going to get to this point where officially uh, our free-to-air channels will be like those terrible ones in europe that play nothing but game shows and that is different to the current state how i guess it's just formalizing it that's the thing that kind of i wonder if we are going to, when we are going to admit that that our free-to-air television here is just a disaster channel 10's fast tracking now am i right in this final channel 10's fast tracking on homeland was actually 14 days or something after 12 days after the original yeah, it wasn't wasn't really fast tracking. which clearly doesn't work and because that didn't work channel 7 started going oh look we don't have to fast track anything clearly doesn't work you suck and it was like no the point was they weren't actually doing it properly so i i read a piece about this on the uh, box cutters the rarely updated box box cutters blog uh a, a couple of weeks ago uh, after there was an article in 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 the age and my theory is that if the Australian networks tried to make cheap, cheap local drama 
really tried to make it cheap but local. So cheap but good. Mm-hmm. Spent spent the money on story rather than publicity or something. Put it on. Gave people something worth tuning in for. I mean, that, that's that's really that has always been. And and since we started box cutters, it's something we've we've been saying. The the need for compelling content on television is never going to go away. There is always going to be that need. And if the networks stop providing that compelling content, the viewers are going to go elsewhere for their entertainment. But the viewers are going elsewhere anyway. No, they're not. They're going elsewhere because because they have been uh, spoken down to, because they have been uh, hoodwinked, because they have been cheated in so many different ways. They put their faith in the networks and the networks failed them time and time again. So they, they've had lots of chances uh, and and have failed the viewer, and now they pay the price. Because it strikes me that the American freeway channels, and certainly the English freeway channels, uh, treat their audiences to be at least more intelligent than ours do. So shows like Community and, and 30 Rock, no matter how badly they might get treated by NBC, they still are on NBC, and they still are on in prime time. Yes. Whereas here those shows will be sent off to midnight or multi-channeled somewhere. I just yeah I don't know I just wonder if this is this uh, this HBO deal might be one of those sort of final things going no no all the good programming will be will be fenced off over here mm-hmm. a small number of people will pay for it and watch it and everything else is going to be uh, Beauty and the Geek and and that and Beauty uh, and the Geek so the, you know the, there is this kind of terrible cheap programming that finds a freak show and and, and makes a freak show out of a freak show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry to start you off with a downer, but I'm just kind of curious to know where this is going because the numbers, certainly in Australia, ratings numbers are getting smaller and smaller all the time. It is, it, it is, it is a problem of, uh, you know, you, if you keep, if you keep, uh, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of a good, of a good analogy uh, that doesn't involve domestic violence. If you keep a camel and you put it in a hat. Well, because it, it is, it is like it is like if you keep bashing someone up, at some stage they are going to say that's enough, and and the, the the Australian viewers have been just terribly exploited by the networks for for the last ten years, and have been warning them that this sort of thing could happen, and now it is happening, and they're screaming at, no, 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 I still love you, I still love you. Well, suck it. Uh, while, we're on, uh, while we're on news of, uh, of how networks are failing their audiences, uh, Getaway was, is still on television. <laughs> this, is, this is actually a two-part story, isn't it? The first part, you know, Getaway, still, still on television. Mm. Also, Getaway, finally coming to a close at the end of this coming Australian summer. They're about to shoot Katrina Roundtree through the head. That's what I read. On air. That, live. That way at least it, it, it's sure not that's, to come back. I did it? say compelling content. <laughs> Getaway's still a show. That's pretty much what this news story is. Yeah. Also, it's been cancelled. Uh, <laughs> Katrina Roundtree has been sacked from Channel 9. She will not be a part of the Channel 9 family anymore. Uh, that's not a family you want to be part of. No. <laughs> That's remember before when I was talking about abuse. Yeah. The um, yeah. Anyway, so speaking of things that have gone, no one cares about John. Time team. Yeah. The uh, the the archaeological. I wouldn't say game show. <laughs> That's not right. The uh, the the English archaeological thing with Baldrick from. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Tony Robinson. Yeah, Tony Robinson. Eight, 18 years. Been running for 18 years. Really? So it's still currently a thing, soon to be not a thing. They've got specials running up until uh, 2014, but apparently it's it's they're getting rid of it in order to make other things, according to Channel 4, which I think like is the most beautiful other, announcement. Other things like, like New Red Dwarf. Uh, well, that's on Dave. They're hoping to do more archaeological programming in the future. Uh, but in, in <laughs> that doesn't work. But in the meantime, it's got to be in the past. It doesn't include Russia. digging up old TV shows and just remaking them. No, although they are doing a, a documentary about the hunt for the remains of Richard the Third, called "The King in the Car Park." Richard the Third. Spoiler: He's in a car park. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that in the Shakespeare version. Yeah, he says, uh, and then Aldi came and they built it. Yeah, you know. It. Oh, yeah. So that's a thing that, that was a thing and now isn't a thing. Right. Also a thing that was a thing and now isn't a thing. Uh, G4 is finally uh, finally axing Attack of the Show. Isn't Attack of the Show the only thing that's on G4? Yeah, isn't that all their famous four? Is Attack so, of the Show? So... Uh, it- Attack of the Show uh, was on the uh, was on the the, uh, the internet channel, whatever that was called, the Geek Channel. Uh, Tech TV. Tech TV. Thank you. Uh, it, it started on Tech TV, and then Tech TV was uh, bought out by G4, which was kind of a computer games channel and kind of by all accounts not, not nothing yeah, like this. Yeah, but then game. they also had the Man Show or repeats of the Man Show, and Attack of the Show was a good show. It, yep. it was a, it was a really really fun show, and then it started getting a little bit worse and a little bit more unwatchable, and then uh, just Did changed it? a lot. I used to really enjoy it when uh, when we had a channel in Australia called the How to Network, which was great. That had uh, that had a lot of tech TV stuff on it, and uh, and and one of those things was the tech of the show. Really enjoyed watching it. Was fun. It was a great it was a great way to uh, basically before Twitter. Find out all the cool stuff that was uh that that was on the web. Mm. So, so anyway, that's that's finally, finally bit in the dust. I've no idea what is going to be on G four from now on. Don't particularly care. Spanish language infomercials. It's just well, maybe, probably, in fact. <laughs> or is that just me? No, you you are not Spanish language infomercials. Oh, it's chicken. Oh, so, uh, so that's uh, that's all the things getting cancelled news, John. This Jimmy Savile thing. Yeah, look, we should mention it because it's a huge story. We, we, mentioned it, we mentioned it. We talked about it last yeah, week. Yeah, it was in passing. Um, new developments in the Jimmy Savile thing. I think we mentioned last week uh, over 300 people have now come forward claiming that they were abused by Jimmy Savile over 20 years. That is um, a lot. A whole bunch of people in the BBC are claiming that they were sort of aware but not kind of aware of it. Oh, we sort of heard about it, but we kind of didn't. Yeah, he did have a caravan on premises for reasons we didn't really go into. Earlier today, Gary Glitter had has been arrested in regards uh, with the thing uh, Freddie Star. It's actually all turned into a really, really terrible 70s variety show too. It's all people like Freddie Star. Esther Ranson's provided some emails about some other big name people who might be connected to this. Um, Freddie Star hasn't, well he's been accused of something but there's, I don't know if there's any evidence for that yet. Uh, it's just continuing to get more and more depressing and horrible as it goes on. It's worth mentioning because uh, there's lots of BBC internal stuff going on now as well and people falling on swords. So P- People calling for the head of the BBC to, to quit. Yeah, it, it will continue to be a story for quite some time. And that is... Do we have anything light to... Uh, do we? Uh, I've got a thing about a new ITV comedy with, with Ian McKellen in it. You can just talk, talk about that just uh, quickly. Ian McKellen and Derek Jacobi are making a new sitcom together. Uh, they play an elderly gay couple living together in Covent Garden, 
It's called Vicious Old Queens. I'm so watching that show. And that is the Box Cutters News. You're not supposed to be back yet. I am fine. I am ready to be back on the air. I am bursting with all new provocative takes on things. The Olympics, they've gotten too foreign. Did he just say that? He did just say that. Buddy, you got to deal with Janie. You remember Janie, right? Sure. About yay high, completed me, doesn't come around much anymore. Your wife died a month ago. How could you be okay? I'll be okay as long as everyone else is cool. Which means no more sad looks. And no more flowers. And no more sympathy cake. Just occurs to me now there's no such thing as sympathy cake. Margaret, happy 60th. I know what this is about, and I love Margaret too, but there is no way she is only 60. Go On is a new sitcom starring Matthew Perry about uh, a man who is a sports radio presenter. His wife dies, and he has to join a support group. Uh, Yeah, group therapy. Joins group therapy. It's a comedy. Is that all you've got? That's pretty much all I've got. There's, there is nothing for me to say about this show. It's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a perfect example of how networks are stupid because they played the first three episodes in the wrong order. They, they played episode one, episode three, and episode two, and it is so obvious when watching episode two that they played it in the wrong order. I, I don't know why they would do that. I mean, you know, I, I blame that same kind of uh, misunderstanding of the importance of uh, of chronology in uh, in a TV series for the, the, is the reason that you don't like happy endings, John. Because it was played out of order, you saw the episodes out of order, it was confusing for the viewer but i just didn't like the characters in happy endings but i that think was more my, but my i think issue. you didn't i think you didn't like the characters in happy endings because you didn't get to grow with them mm-hmm. because they were so completely out of order because they played episodes from the end of the series near the beginning of the series and so uh there was no growth for the viewer to uh to enjoy their time with the characters i think that was that was a big part of it this is my big problem with Go On, other than the fact that it is meh as a, as, as a sitcom. That's, that's how I saw it. I'll shut up for a while and let Brent, the two of you talk. Did you find it meh? I found it inoffensive. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jan LeBong, I, I enjoy Jeanette his work. Jan yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Matthew Perry. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, it's great to iron by. Because I've watched a lot of shows I've really, really hated for this program, especially comedies. And this one, I really, really liked. Really? I really enjoyed this. I I had so much fun with this from the very beginning. Partly because Matthew Perry, I think, is an extremely good performer. I think he's also really great casting for this. Because the character is meant to be a bit of an asshole, But Matthew Perry has a kind of charm. Well, that's his job. That tones it. Down a bit, like it would have yeah. been easy to make that character really loathable. I think yeah. with with the, actually, and in fact, other actors who perhaps would have performed it more as the character is written, I think could have made it really unpleasant. The show's very much community light, like it's very very much a. Uh, it's even got a very similar structure to Community at the beginning, where 
where Jeff's meant to go back to community college to get this thing that he needs to have for work. This is mm. the same, exactly the same premise. There's a kind of wacky bunch of characters for him to meet. Those group setting, but I just, yeah, genuinely found it really charming. I found it really funny. I can see, I thought it got right up against the edge of Morkish without ever quite going over the edge, which I appreciated. I didn't want it to go, you know, because it does, it's quite a schmalty sort of show. It involves a man and his dead wife. And I'm enjoying the, the scenes with his dead wife. That was a bit of a surprise, actually. That came later on. I, I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I didn't. Oh, that 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 annoyed me. That really. Yeah, really I, I could me. go either way. But this thing, I, I, yeah, I think it's funny. I, it was just nice to watch a nice show for a change, in which people weren't meant to be assholes, and we were meant to like them. And I didn't notice the episode swap at all. Like it just didn't even occur to me oh, watching it. It, it, yeah. it. I didn't think it, it up. Yeah, it brushed it brushed me the wrong way. I find the, I find the writing incredibly mm-hmm. sprightly. It's yeah. Look, it's a mainstream. It's an incredibly mainstream show. It's not trying to do anything. But, but it is funny. It's almost like this is if you wanted to make community in a way that it would appeal to a large audience. This is how you would do it. And yeah, I can see that. So so you've got you've got pretty much the same kinds of characters, but you've got more characters to distract from the ones that you don't like. Yeah, you- yeah. The, the, the Arbed character in this is a guy called Mr. K, uh, played by Brett Gelman, I wanted to say, from Upright Citizens Brigade uh, improv. Not from the actual... Anyway, yep. uh, love his character. I, I just really, really enjoy him on screen. He's just this disturbing creep, and I just... I Yeah, he makes me laugh. He is, he is, very, he is very good. And uh, I also just really enjoyed the relationship that develops as the show goes on between um, uh, Chanan LeBong and the lesbian character whose name I've forgotten. And but, but actually, uh, what, I do, what I do like about that is that she's a lesbian character, but nothing is made of it. No, in fact, That's, I actually had to check on Wikipedia because I got a bit confused by why she was there and who the character was. Well, she, she, she talks lost. about her wife. Yeah, but, but it's never, they don't say wife until a bit later on. It's yeah. kind of... And there are there's there's an ongoing uh, running joke about uh, about Chandler looking like Rachel Maddow, which he does, which was actually quite funny. Mm. But but I think too is yeah, so it it's totally dialed down the pop culture references. They're in there, but you know, but it doesn't. It's not like Community where Community because you know I I love Community and I want to take it behind the bike shed and get it pregnant. But it's it's a show that I can see doesn't let you in. Like if you don't have that level of pop culture geek kind of love. It will make it harder for you. It's almost like there is a gatekeeper on community to keep people out. Yep. This is a show that clearly wants people to come in. And I also thought I wanted it to focus more on the group therapy bits. But it actually, I thought, balanced quite well the group therapy with the workplace. See, I, I, have, so I have two shows that already fulfill that need for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Community and I have Ugly Americans. And this is like a light version of if both of those kissed. Yeah. Well, the community's finished in my head. You know, I, I, I kind of a bit surprised when people got upset when community got bumped from the schedule when, to me, it, it got cancelled at the end of season three anyway. Like, yeah, I'll still watch it when it comes back, but I think we've only got 13 episodes and that'll be it. I don't imagine there's going to be much more community after that. So, yeah, I, I'm going to watch all of this. Um, mm. I'm really enjoying it. I do find Matthew Perry a really great performer. The, the he's always a pleasure to watch. Like yeah. even in that terrible show that got cancelled, where he ran the uh, the Studio. event center or something, uh, where he ran like a the a stadium. Yes, 
Oh, I didn't say that one. Which oh, we never that's... talked about. Yeah. And there's lots Let's of... never speak of it. <laughs> and <there's> Studio 60? <laughs> Studio... He, he was still a pleasure he to watch fine. in Studio yeah, yeah. 60. It wasn't his fault. No, it was the script. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. is, it was this, I really enjoy even the bits that aren't necessarily scripted to be jokes, but there are moments usually involving him, which is banter with either the woman who runs the group or his uh, assistant at work. There's a lovely bit where... Because the thing is, he's not dealing with his grief at all, and it keeps sort of evolving into different things, and everyone else knows what's going on, which I quite like. And there's an episode where he just keeps accompanying his young assistant everywhere, like kind of making her stay to do work that doesn't need to be done. And she desperately, to try and get rid of him at one point, claims she's doing the girliest thing possible so he won't come. And it cuts to them all in a hairdressing salon having their, their hairdos done. And then this quite touching moment out the front with the two of them arguing, but still with this ludicrous hair. And I just, that's that sort of stuff, which is not necessarily laugh out loud funny, but so charming. I really, really enjoy it. Why are you dead inside, Josh? Well, no, I just... <laughs> Like I, I watched it and I and I enjoyed it. I just thought nothing of it. I just it didn't it didn't spark anything. You don't me. have to pay attention to all the different threads of story going through it to keep up for next week's show. There's yeah, no it's, it's, there's no work in it for me. So need? there's no It's just enjoyable. There's That's no the thing. challenge. It really was just fun. But to I watch. I wonder if you've just been so starved for things that you've enjoyed on let's call it modern television, John. That uh, that that you cling to the first inoffensive thing that you find. Well, no, because we do watch so many programs about assholes for box cutters. Mm. And well, a lot of programs these these days are about assholes. Well, that's but the thing. Then, but so is community. And community this... is about is is about selfish assholes who find each other. But it's all about them. Yeah, it's still community. Still got that gooey gooey heart. You know. It just hides it a little more than other yeah. shows do. But that's what I mean. I'm, yeah, I'm really enjoying 30 Rock at the moment, all these other things going on. But I just really enjoyed the fact that this was what I think a contemporary sitcom should look like, mm-hmm. in a way. Like, it's it's not being like two and a half men that makes me want to just hit myself in the head with a frying pan. But it is trying to be for a mass market while not being ridiculously stupid. I have to say it is refreshing to have a single camera show that is not shot like a documentary. That is also great. Mm. That is also very enjoyable. And yeah, I know and I think it's just nice to see that it genuinely isn't sarcastic or or like it's got a cynical lead character in it, but the show itself is not cynical. Yeah. It's just it's it's not grabbing you. Like I'll keep I'll keep watching it as as a backup, like if if oh, I yeah, if I if I want to sit and watch, but it's not it's not, it's not anyone's television. favorite show. No, I mean, but it's exactly the kind of thing which, like recently, I rewatched all Thirty Rock just by basically playing eight episodes in a row on my telly while doing other stuff. I think this is that kind of show. Like I, I can imagine just burning through this. Whereas Thirty Rock, I would pay a lot more attention to the first time around. This one, I'll probably do that from the beginning. But I think it's really well crafted, and I think it's genuinely funny, and I think it's charming. Do you save up your ironing, Brad? Is that no, no. <laughs> well, I put it off. I don't save it up. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, that's go on. I don't even know if it's uh, if it's. I, I think it's going to be on next. Me, you know, maybe next February. But it has. I think it's uh, been put forward for a full season now. <laughs> Speaking of blasts from the past... That one's just terrifying. Brett Cropley, what... Are you wearing? <laughs> I was, I was going to go with something that you could put reverb on, John. Oh, sorry, go on. What, what 
is in the vault. What is in your vault there? I came across uh, a, a tape that uh, I've had on the stockpile, uh, quite quite near the bottom uh, there for for some time. It's uh, it has recordings of television from Melbourne, from uh, primarily GTV Nine and SBS. SBS in a time before the advertising within the show. Oh, and primarily Friends and South Park. Okay, that, that's not perhaps as obscure as we may no, have been hoping. No. Friends had, uh, had jumped the shark by this point. Uh, uh, one of the episodes was where Ross was marrying Emily over in London, and oh. he accidentally said Rachel's name during the ceremony. Yeah, I remember oh, that. that. Did you was gasp? Was gaspworthy. Also, this was uh, this was the time of the the uh, first episode of Jesse with with Christina Applegate. Oh. Oh, that had uh, that had uh, um, Richard Hatch from uh, uh, from Lost in it as the next door neighbour. Richard Hatch, yeah, the man Isn't who did Richard not Richard Hatch age. from uh, Survivor. No, a no, different guy. No, Richard Hatch from Battlestar Galactica. No, different, different, different guy. No, it actually is the same one, isn't it? No, no, no this is this is actually his, the character's name. Oh, he played the Hatch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. The Hatch. <laughs> the they, called, they called Richard. They called Richard. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I'm with you now. Yeah, yeah. Richard Hatch hyphen smoke monster. <laughs> <laughs> that was after the after the wedding after episode. The wedding, yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was Lost, great. So, did it have a wedding episode? It should have had a it wedding did, it episode. It did. Angry Anderson sang the song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was also the time when when uh, one of our friends was still at GTV Nine. Bro, the new vibe and live late night comedy. This is where the magic happens. Whoa! It's more confronting these days. Eat it! It's a little bit saucy. Funny because it's true. <laughs> Everybody's a winner. Yeah, 11 p.m. Wednesday on 9. That was a really good series of Rove. It was. Yeah. Did you have the kids on the, the couch? And, uh, I definitely did uh, record Rove. I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to keep an eye out. So you've shown us ads so far, Brett. But, but what did you actually watch? You watched all the way through this, this tape? Yes. Was, there, was yep. there anything that you had not seen on this tape? Uh... No, no. By the time I, I actually got to the tape, uh, there was stuff that uh, that was advertised on SBS that uh, that, that uh, looked like fun. That uh, then I went looking for in the torrents, and I can't find them. Okay, this was thirteen years ago. I oh, like series one of uh, of Derek. Yes. So this is a tape of broken dreams. Is what you're saying? <laughs> tape of nothing good. So came now, out that, of this. now that you've watched the tape, Brett, mm. what do you do with it? Do you keep it still? Do you mark it played and put it in the played pile? Do you run a magnet over it and chuck it in the bin? Do I need to run a magnet over it before I chuck it in the bin? Unless you want Asia to know exactly what you've been watching. <laughs> I can put it in somebody else's bin. Yeah, they're still going to know it's yours because you played this stuff on the show. I can take it down the selvas and, and let them... No one's going to buy it. <laughs> It could be a bonus for people picking up VHS what, players. What 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 are you going to do with, uh, with with this? You know, you've you've, hoard, you've hoarded have these things. You've, that you've much seen extra everything. space in my apartment. <laughs> so you're throwing it out. Yeah, you're, thro- you're throwing no, this I, tape out. Well, it's digitised. So now it's now it's just taking up electrons. <laughs> you do know, you do know you've got a problem, don't you? <laughs> No, no, but now, now it's filed and it's not taking us space. But what are you? What are you going to do with this? 
with this data with the, with the like six cubic inches of space. No, what are you going to do with the data now that you've digitised it? <laughs> Why are you keeping this data? I'm an archivist. I'm like a. Are you? Are you? Is that? <laughs> is, is I, I think natively yes. I may not know how to do it well, Josh. <laughs> it's not a good archivist. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll I'll put it out on the torrents. Because it's really hard to find friends, isn't it, on BitTorrent? It's hard to find friends when you're Brett, I think. is. Oh, that oh, was just so mean. mean. So mean. I'm sorry, Brett. Uh, of, of course, a number of these commercials uh, are, on, are on my account on YouTube. So that, uh, we'll, we'll link to that. Can, uh, we'll link to that on the, uh, on the website. And it will be, uh, be growing exponentially, if you, probably. If you want to help Brett with his storage problems... <laughs> Oh, send us an email, hooray at boxcutters.net. Or, I'll, or just I'll also do- digitise that, uh, that tape that was sent in by one of our listeners with uh, the Bob Hawke interview on Willacy, or Current Affair, with Willacy hosting. When was that sent in? That was, uh, was a couple of years ago, probably. <laughs> John, do you, do you remember that being sent I in? I don't remember that being do, sent What about in. if you channeled Ross? Do you uh, think- Ross might remember it, yeah. yeah. I have a feeling, yeah. See us, please, if you, uh, if you think you can help Brett. Uh, there's a Contact Us link on the blog at boxcutters.net. Are you one of those that follows the Follows the Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. Look, it's a short ad. It's only a 30-second ad. Let's just let, let's play it through. This is an ad that uh, I saw for the first time when I was watching the Korean Grand Prix, although it's about 10 months old. My Taguio chronograph. Let me tell you a fascinating story. 150 years ago in Switzerland, a perfect watch was born. Time passed. Tools changed. Year after year, Taguio mastered speed and precision. As in Grand Prix racing, performance comes from innovation. I'm Lewis Hamilton, a Formula One world champion. History begins every morning. Well, Lewis Hamilton, Formula One world champion, let me tell you a fascinating story. One day, a man made a watch, time passed, and men kept making watches. Is that a fascinating story? No! No, it is not a fascinating story, Lewis Hamilton. There is nothing fascinating about a story that says something happened, time passed, and then something still continued to happen. That is not a story. It does not have a beginning, middle, or end, that story. That is a statement. It's not even a fascinating statement. It is just a statement. You should say, my name is Lewis Hamilton. Let me tell you a statement. I like watches or being paid to like watches. The end. Drive your car fast. Win more races. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't pretend to be a storyteller when clearly you have no idea how to tell a bloody story. Drive your car. Leave the storytelling to the experts, Lewis Hamilton. I don't buy it. You read it? You're a godsend. Savior. No, I'm, I'm just the postman. The postman. The postman. The postman. The postman. This is worth uh, this is worth mentioning as a, as a letter to box cutters, John. It's it's a comment on the blog. Yeah, it still counts. Uh, I know it's I know it still counts. Hmm. But you know, lots of people may have already seen it. 
because I know how many people go to the blog. It's heaps. It's heaps. It's <laughs> it's clearly it's clearly more than me. Sometimes it's double digits. Sometimes it is double digits. Uh, Fred, you might listeners might remember Fred. Uh, Fred's a big fan of uh, Glenn Peters. And by fan, oh. I mean hate, hates him. Oh, he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, uh, so Fred really knows how to make Glenn jealous. Damn you, Canal. I listened all the way through places that you have strayed, hoping that Brenner would correct your John Favreau mistake, only to be denied the enjoyment of an on-podcast Canal correction. I realise this is Brenner's first time on the correction job, so she may not have noticed that it's Canal you have to watch most closely. In the dynamic of box cutters, he's the know-it-all to Cropley's dopey sidekick. <laughs> and Hocking Richards, Glenn Josh is a reverend funster, and therefore must be the one to be brought down a peg. Hopefully Brenner is now ready for further and more involved duties in the difficult area of box cutters' accuracy advice. I'd offer to take on the job myself, but I don't live in Melbourne, and it's a long commute just for the pleasure of yelling at Josh. No, you're wrong! Which I can do from the comfort of my car anyway. Now, this is uh, th- this this is in relation to uh, a, a mistake I made in a discussion with you, Brett, uh, about John Favreau, uh, where you asked me if John Favreau was the director of Swingers. I said yes, uh, off the top of my head. Uh, realised a couple of days later that it was, in fact, no. Who was it? He wrote Swingers and uh, 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 Lehman. Uh, Michael, Michael Doug Lehman? Doug, Doug yeah. Lyman? Doug, Doug Lyman. Josh Lyman. <laughs> uh, uh, was, yeah, Doug Lyman. Yeah, I think he did go. Stuff. Now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the guy did go. Uh, he directed Swingers. Uh, John Favreau wrote it. I, uh, yeah, Doug Lyman. I remembered that I had made that mistake. Did you wake up in a sweat? Put errata on the blog, but obviously Fred had listened to the episode later and was just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. Glenn Peters feels left out. <laughs> he he got in touch with me and said, I thought Fred was mine. Uh, so, Fred, this is what you're doing now. This is what you're doing. You're tearing us apart. You're tearing us apart. Also, Brenner, not here today, in tears. <laughs> Fred's our Yoko. Fred, <laughs> Fred, if you listen on the live stream and tweet us directly, then we can actually we can, we can uh, fix it while we're going. Is it is it too late? Is it too late to start the? There is no live stream. <laughs> just uh, just just in case you're worried that uh, that Fred's the only angry listener. David Boxcutter did uh, did join in with the uh, why is angry capitalized in the uh, description of last week's uh, blog. Uh, yeah. Because sometimes I'm tired when I'm writing. I believe what do you it want was to know? David Boxcutter that sent me that tape, by the way. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Really? With the with Mike Willisy interviewing Bob Hawke. Mm. We also uh, we also had a tweet from uh, from Miff Warhurst, uh, who y- you might know. You might know as been, being nice. She's been a double guest. She's d- what on, on twice. twice at the same time. Not at the same time. Okay. Just checking. Just want to be clear on that. Both lovely. Miff says, this is one of the best Box Cutters TV podcasts I've heard. Great rant about new TV show, hash last resort. Thanks, Miff. So there you go. Someone loves Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. Miff loves Glenn. Yeah. Doesn't love me. Fine. 
Yeah, that's uh, episode I'm not in. You weren't on oh, the episode. Well, she didn't oh. say this is one of the best episodes of Box Cutters I've ever heard because John's not in it. Yeah, she didn't say that. That's, that is your that's because it's a tweet. And there's only 140 characters. Exactly. I know. She, she was refer. on App.net. <laughs> yeah. She could have had 256. She couldn't refer to the post production because she didn't have enough letters. Yeah. yeah. If you have a letter to send to Box Cutters, clearly you can just mention us in any way you want and we'll just repeat that on air. We're stalking everybody for any mentions. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, we are at Box Cutters Cast. We don't have an app.net account, but I do as, as of this week. Uh, I'm seal for there as well. Uh, you can uh, you, you can just speak to any one of us now on uh, on Twitter. I think we are all there, all the Dave Lawson does not check his very often, uh, but I believe he's, he's uh, John. You are now on the Twitter. I'm finally, on the Twitter. Yeah. finally. What's your uh, what, what's your Twitter name? It's John M. Richards. The M is for Mycroft. My parents were big Sherlock Holmes fans. I wish that was true. It but might it, be true. It doesn't. It doesn't. On your face, it doesn't look like it's true. <laughs> it could be. I wish it. I wish it was though. From now on, I will call you Mycroft. It's actually Mephistopheles. <laughs> that is, my parents were Satanists. <laughs> I loved Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh. They're the worst kind of I know, the worst. Hooray at boxcutters.net is where you can send us an email or you can always just write an angry post on the Boxcutters blog. John? Yeah. You were you, you were live tweeting. Uh, a, a show like in the middle of the night. I was, the- I was. Well, Ben McKenzie kind of goaded me into doing it, and uh, and I thought if I did it at midnight, it wouldn't annoy so many people. Where where did you find? I genuinely was doing this not to annoy people. Where did you find this show? Uh, I was Star Lost. The Star Lost is a is a um, slightly infamous science fiction show from 1973. I will be doing it in coming weeks. As originally it was going to be a Just Don't Bother. Now it's somewhere between a Just Don't Bother and the things you may have missed because while the show is terrible, the stuff around the show is really interesting. Sa- it sounded fascinating. Yeah, and so um, and I'd been sort of mentioning to people and, and Ben McKenzie, you know, go to me to, to live tweet one episode. So you know, live tweeting what I was watching in my house. It wasn't like anyone else could join in. It was just me tweeting a show that no one's seen. Oh, so I wasn't being broadcast? No, 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 no. It was just me at home watching it on DVD because it's available now on DVD. This is uh, like at the, uh, the, the episode commentaries we've done. Yes, yes, oh. just like those. So at midnight... You were, why must you turn this into a house of lies? I, I announced at midnight I was going to live tweet episode 10 of, of 1973's Canadian series The Star Lost. And I did for an hour. Yeah. Which was, if I'd known at the time, that would have been my one thing. <laughs> right, yeah. It was very entertaining. It was a very last minute yeah, thing. But uh, I think yeah, we all learned something. We, we all grew a little. Now, if you're going to watch one thing this week, would it be another episode of well, Star Lost? No, it's, it, I do have six more to go because it did get cancelled after 16. Um, I, 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 but continuing that theme, though, and because I couldn't find anything else playing on free-to-way television, I would remotely want to watch. Buck Rogers in the 25th century, which as a kid loved this show. I imagine as an adult, I will probably not. One of the worst robots in television history, I Twinkie, think. Twinkie, another gay robot. And I'm kind of curious to see uh, this episode in particular, Planet of Amazon Women, which just sounds dodgy as all get out. Uh, when Buck is abducted and taken to the planet Xantia, he is offered the chance of regaining his freedom by liberating the entire male population of the planet, who are currently being held as prisoners of war by the Ruanthans. Isn't that 
Isn't that uh, an episode of Futurama where they want to do snoo snoo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be dreadful. Oh. Um, so, you know, dodgy sexual politics and tinfoil jumpsuits. That's on 7 mate, 2 a.m., Friday, the 2nd of November. Well, if I was going to watch one thing this week, it would be The H Bomb, Sunday, 9 p.m., on ABC2. This is a, a series. ABC2 just threw some money at some very young directors and said, uh, go and make a, a half hour show about this. This thing, and this thing this week is uh, is herpes, and it's a bunch of puppets doing a show about herpes. Wow, that sounds awesome! And uh, I can't, I, I can't wait, I can't wait for it so much that uh, that uh, the ABC truly are overnighting me a DVD to uh, to, to watch uh, beforehand. We're going to have uh, one of the uh, hopefully one of the directors from one of the episodes on the show next week trying to trying to tee that up but some some very interesting stuff happening with uh, with ABC too see the ABC it's not all bad bread <laughs> Since when has ABC been all bad that we have to reassure? No, I think television in general. I think was more Josh's point. No, no, it was the ABC. Oh, okay, it was just the ABC. Just, just the ABC. Seven mates doing wonders. <laughs> and Jim, Jim, don't forget Jim. Oh, how could I? That's where all my watching goes. <laughs> From free to wear, the selection over this week. Uh, I came up with Friday night's movie at eight thirty on Channel Ten. Uh, that's this Friday, the second of uh, November. Dinner for Schmucks, which I uh, have not as yet caught up is with. That, Steve is that Carell, the re- Paul Rudd? Is that the remake of the French film Le Dinner Le de Grand Bouffe? Not not Le Grand Bouffe, but yes, I believe it is the Le, Le Dinner. Oh, is that really? Of yeah, it's yes. It is a remake of that French film, whose name I forget. I was the, the Dinner, dinner, the dinner de Con. Oh, yeah. Which, which was translated here as The Dinner Game, but yeah. it, really means, it really means dinner for dickheads. So there you go. Oh, it's really? a more literal translation. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I did say that. Which is a very funny, very funny uh, kind of uh, drawing room uh, <laughs> comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, so you've seen that. So you don't I've seen it. that. You said you need to watch it. Paul Rudd's very funny. Steve Carell's very funny. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I didn't know they spoke French. There's no way I'd be able to uh, watch it live, though. I wouldn't be able to put up with the ads. If you were going to watch one thing this week, you should. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Well, I'm afraid that's all we have time for. What? And it just as well, Brenna wasn't here because uh, no time for her uh, places we've strayed. You know, you know, one of our favourite shows, The Thick of It, finished up on Saturday night, and uh, Saturday I actually had a uh, a gorge session on five episodes of the fourth season. Two left. I've got both of them. That's really my one thing for this week. <laughs> like you only get one thing. You only get one thing. The hint is in the title. <laughs> I don't know. We're past one thing. I don't. But but then you're you're retracting. I, I you're I retracting your previous. Over this week coming up, oh, what's on offer? Brittany's a thing called several things you may watch this but it was, week. It was actually on last week, so you know. It's, so you're I, saying it's your one thing you watched last yes, week. Yes. But you had one thing last week. There was a show and you said something. I don't remember what it was. I'm sure I remember. Episode five of Last Resort. I'm sure if Ben McKenzie was, was here, he could, uh, he, he, could, he could clarify for us. But I, I believe it is orcs who cannot count beyond, <laughs> beyond three. Brett Croppy is like, he's like a, a special kind of orc. He can't count below two. 
you know Ben McKenzie's official bio has a quote from us on it? Have you seen it? No. It gets reprinted so. all over the place when he's doing events. It says, described by the Box Cutters podcast as the anti-Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 322. I want to say thanks to everyone who participated. My name is Josh Canal. I'm John Richards. I continue to be Bridge Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful with that. Box Cutters is produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley and John Richards and help from Courtney Hocking and Dave Lawson. John Richards edited this episode. Peter Wilson from Soup Giant is the man behind making sure you can actually download stuff. He's good that way. We'd like to thank 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world, for letting us use their studios to record this podcast. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you listen to radio the old-fashioned way. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can show your appreciation by leaving a positive review on iTunes or maybe just telling some friends what they're missing out on. You can also donate actual cash money to us by using the donate button at the top of our website. Donating helps keep the show alive and makes us smile. Our website is boxcutters.net and you can find all sorts of ways to contact us there. I used to play theatre sports back in the day. That's cricket you're thinking of, Brett. It's back cricket. before it was horrendously embarrassing. Basketball. Oh, back, back before it was popular. I played theatre sports before even yeah, anyone before. else did. No, no, it was, it was still quite embarrassing. It just wasn't horrendously embarrassing. Got did you, strangely, I got, I got uh, invited to join an improv group uh, over the week. Just this week? This, this wow, week. that's, that's retro. Can I, just, can I just point out, a swingers party <laughs> is not an improv group. <laughs> improv group. <laughs> Really, really, yes. an actual improv group. Yes, yes, who had an actual fringe show and and yeah, they do regular things. And and what was it? What was it about your DJing skills that made them think <laughs> this guy, this guy would really know exactly the right time to play Nelly's? It's getting hot in here. Strangely, I was asking for my housemate, but then it, it, <gasps> it's the Hollywood story. <laughs> you just came along for the housemate, and they just discovered you. Some support, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't I was asking for a friend? No, no, my housemate's actually an American actor, probably trained over there, and this is the the one with the... Uh, the, the Marine, with the submarine. Son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's, uh, who's looking to, to get some representation and stuff here, and also, you know, uh, exercise those brain muscles for the improv. Yeah, which is how we discover that <laughs> actors don't know anatomy. So, Brett, as, as an improv performer... Mm. Uh, can I can I give you like a, a theatre sports a theatre sports game to play? Yeah, okay. Okay, so this is uh, so this is inner with a wireler, right? All right, so yep. it's a famous famous something uh, in something with so get, something wild, right? So you get so you get three things. So so in in a recording studio, yep. While finishing a show, uh-huh. with a famous game show announcer. All right, I can do this. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters.